Dear listener, this is Interfaith-ish. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and every other Wednesday right here on Tacoma Radio, we bring you bold conversations about what we believe, why we believe, and how we navigate the common ground and differences between our traditions. Dear listener, this week, my fellow interfaith astronauts Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller and I had planned to be in studio together for the first time in nearly two years. But alas, COVID is still being COVID, and the Omicron of it all got us once again. So instead of a live and in-person end-of-the-year check-in, we're staying apart just a little longer. But that didn't stop us from talking about solstice, finding joy in Christmas when you're not a Christian, and playing a little Q&A card game. I hope you enjoy our end-of-the-year interfaith-ish. I got to tell you, I I feel like this past week has been the first time that in a long while where I've been genuinely mad at COVID. I've just been like, COVID, I am so over you. I'm so mad at you right now. It was messing up so many plans that we had. And then, you know, we were really worried about our all of our holiday plans getting canceled on top of all the other sort of delays and just everything else getting kind of tripped up in our in our you know our kids home from school on a pretty tenuous exposure and long lines getting everything and trips getting canceled and then we then the three of us couldn't one come in to the studio <laughs> I was so excited for us to be no. in the studio at the same time and then Sue got exposed and it seemed like sort of not a great idea for us to be in the studio anyway but <coughs> Now I have a psychosomatic cough. I was going to say, oh, no. yeah. right on cue. No, I know. Yeah. It's, it's in my head. It's in my head. But I am glad that we can we can have our, our semi-annual <laughs> reunion show, because it seems to be what we're doing. We're really pumped for this solstice show, Jack. Solstice show. The light, solstice the light is show. coming. Solstice show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, today's the shortest day of the year, and then tomorrow the the days start getting longer again. All right, we've made it through Seasonal the depression. long dark Seasonal night of winter. <laughs> Seriously, I, no, I, I really I know. think I am serious. <laughs> yeah, I'm very serious, and I, I mean, I didn't even think I was that sensitive to it, oh, but with the pandemic and the third year, it's just everybody. Yeah, I am. I, I don't know much about solstice, so so educate me. So it's amazing to be doing this show on the solstice, which is an astronomical fact. So it's important to, you know, atheists who are into science, but also it has inspired traditions and rituals in almost every religion for people living in the Northern Hemisphere. In the Northern Hemisphere, this is the shortest, darkest day of the year. So, you know, why do we have a Yule log and lights on the tree and Hanukkah lights and even a little earlier Diwali lanterns and lamps? All of this is connected to our need for warmth and for light and to the idea of reassuring ourselves that the sun is going to come back. Mm. 
And I had an incredible experience during Hanukkah where uh, I was able to celebrate one night outside at a fire pit with a couple of people who had just fled from Afghanistan and arrived here as refugees. Oh, wow. And they had never experienced Hanukkah before. And I was explaining sort of this theory that one of the reasons the Hanukkah light has been emphasized in the Northern Hemisphere is this dark time of the year and our need for light. And they immediately said, oh, yes, and Yalda night. Shabbat Yalda. I, I said, tell me about that. <laughs> and it hadn't really occurred to me that in, you know, Afghanistan is part of the Persian world, that there are people there celebrating Yalda night as they do in Iran, as they do in the, you know, Iranian diaspora in Southern California, a lot of places. And that yeah, this that's, is- that's been a, a favorite memory of this time of year. I haven't done it in quite, quite a while, but um, I had a few years running there where I would get together with Persian Baha'i friends and, and we would have a bonfire and leap over the fire as you do on Chevy Yalda, more of a, a cultural tradition, less than a, re- a religious one, but a lot of fun because who doesn't love uh, a roaring fire? Did you all jump over your menorah? <laughs> no, one year my husband uh, lit his shirt on fire by backing up into a menorah. Oh, but no. <laughs> that, that was fire fake. hazard. Yeah, yeah. He was on fire. So, no, we didn't do that. But, you know, as somebody who looks for the inner faith in everything, I particularly love traditions that are celebrated across different religious groups. And I love the idea that, you know, people in the Persian diaspora, no matter what their religion, are, are celebrating Yalda. Yes. If you're just joining us, you are listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning I'm talking with my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller. How about you, Miranda? What what are you doing to keep the lights on? Oh, boy. And the, war- the warmth on in your home and in your heart. Yeah, I love to put up even though we're like as secular as can be with Christmas. I love to put up Christmas lights and lights on the tree. Um, just have, oh, really? I didn't yeah. I, I was going to ask, do you guys do go we all do. out with the decorations? Well, we don't go all out, but it's mostly like the lights. I really like the lights because it really helps me a lot um, in the darkness, you know, and with seasonal depression to, you know, see some beauty. But uh, with, Two, with a dog, a cat, and a toddler, our Christmas tree is only decorated from like the top half up, <laughs> and the bottom is completely bare because everything gets knocked off or pulled off or is a game, and he's like broken multiple things, and I'm just like, okay, only non-breakable ornaments and only on the top half of the tree. So it looks like <laughs> two different Christmas trees kind of stacked on top of each other, and He's shaking off a lot of the um, the pine needles on the bottom. So, like, the bottom is all bare looking. <laughs> it's very ridiculous. Business on the bottom, party on top. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that you guys did all that. I, I was um, conscripted into, into uh, 
uh, now having a, a family with a Christmas tree. <laughs> well, when you think about like, you know, that tradition, I guess now is what like identified as, as Christian, but originally it wasn't, it was, you know, pagan and then the Christians co-opted it. Well, this, you know, this is the funny thing I, I've always felt about, about Christmas, which has sort of been my own hang up that I, sometimes I do better on this year. I don't think I, I did particularly well with, with the feelings, but um, I, I mean, I, I definitely have, have played the role of the humbug in our family where I just am not interested in anything having to do with, with Christmas decorations or, or whatever. And, and, Part of it is that I, you know, grew up with such a rich Jewish tradition where everything really had meaning. And in our family, it that wasn't Christian, even on the on the uh, nominally Christian side, they um, would have Christmas decorations, but it just seemed very devoid of meaning. You know, mm-hmm. there wasn't really it. It was it wasn't like inflatable. Santas and stuff on, uh, you know, across the front lawn, that, that type of thing. But it did feel like I didn't really understand why we were doing any of this. And so I've always felt that way. Like I can appreciate it at other people's houses, but I don't necessarily want it for myself. Um, but I think the place that I have to get to, um, because admittedly it is, it is quite pretty to have all the pine and everything in the house right now. Um, I think I have to get to the place that you were saying, Sue, of of just appreciating it across cultures, no matter what, no matter what the actual origins are. Um, as you were saying before about about Shabayalda, that that we can just appreciate the the warmth and the gathering that happens because of because of this thing, and and love the decoration simply for for that it is a a, a time for people to get together. So yeah. I have to keep returning to that feeling. It's, it's not that it's devoid of meaning, it's that the meaning that I claim that I see is more universal and has to do with those human values, even secular values, that um, it doesn't have to be tied to a religious meaning or story to have meaning and value to me in terms of, for instance, with the tree, you know, bringing nature into the house. And yes, providing a canvas for that light and brightness and color that we are seeking in this darkest time of the year. That's right. That's right. This this year, I've been I've been very Christmas tree agnostic. I said I'm not necessarily going to be supportive of it, but I'm not going to create an obstacle either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, speaking of, of of being a humbug about these things, I you know, one thing I did want to ask you about Sue was was to talk about your article that you wrote um, recently um, because you you had a response piece um, to to uh an article that was in was it tablet what, what was the uh, forward the forward the forward it was can, by you, the, can you talk about that well it was by the editor of the forward which that was part of my issue it's one thing to run an opinion piece by a random person with the title you know i hate christmas and and this is a jewish publication it is a jewish publication and because she's the editor you know it has outside outsized importance when she writes a piece that says that. And actually they took the word hate out of the headline 
several hours after I saw it and started responding to it. And then they said it wasn't because I pointed it out. They came to their own conclusion somehow that they should change <laughs> the headline. But my, they also ran my response piece in the foreword. And I was saying that, again, I understand why it is triggering to be in this very dominant Christian environment for people who are not Christian sometimes, but to talk about, to use the word hate in reference to anybody's religious holiday is really not going to further the causes of peace, love, and understanding. And uh, so she was triggered by an advertisement that had people dancing in Christmas pajamas and then it had people dancing in what looked like Hanukkah pajamas through a Chinese restaurant carrying Chinese food cartons. Right. So it was a reference to the fact that for a lot of Jews, the thing they do that's fun on Christmas is to go eat Chinese food. Yeah, I thought the line, uh, you have whether you have eggnog or egg rolls, <laughs> you know, I thought that was right. a pretty clever line. Right. In the ad. I thought it was a clever ad, and I was pushing her to acknowledge that there was something significant about um, recognizing what Jews do on Christmas, that I had not seen that in an ad before. And um, her stance was more, leave us out of it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. You know, don't bother, you know, having a token Jewish thing in your Christmas ad and then trying to call it holidays instead of holidays. Um, so, I, you know, I just, I think I have a very different perspective as somebody who did grow up in an interfaith family. So, you know, with a Jewish parent and a Christian parent, I've had my whole life to get used to some things about Christmas that, um, not everybody is comfortable with if they're coming from an entirely Jewish perspective. And I was pointing out to her that the majority of young Jews now have interfaith family. So mm -hmm. to try to put herself in our shoes and see it a little bit from a point of view of not throwing around the word hate about a beloved holiday of a lot yeah. of our relatives, no matter how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I think I, I, I definitely will say that your, your response was a good reminder to, to check oneself and the way that we talk about um, our feelings on these things. Because I think, like you said, there's, there's certain things that, that can be a, a, a that can bug us about the way that um, traditions are co-opted or folded in together in our capitalist society. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they do have meaning to people uh, and, and to families. And, and obviously this is a time for, as, as you said before, as, as Rev Elvis Costello would say, peace, love, and understanding um, <laughs> that, uh, that we should, we should uh, bear in mind that, that, you know, we should live up to those, those ideas and ideals as well and chill on the hate and the humbugginess. <laughs> well, and, well, also, you know, putting I hate Christmas in a headline, that's just looking, that's just clickbait, yeah, you know, it and it's ugly. media, media is struggling. You know, you have to be really harsh to get any attention 
you have to say controversial things to, to try to get hits and likes and tweets and whatever. But we're talking about people's religions here. So, yeah. 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 Well, I appre- I definitely appreciated your response. And, oh, thank you. Um, I will I will put the link in in the show notes as well, so people can go back and and read your article. I think and I a have a new blog post out today about the solstice and Yalda. So oh link, snap! Link that one, <laughs> and right. it has it has a picture of me at about age ten in an angel costume that my mother made. The old Jewish <laughs> angel. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> the complete package, Sue Katz Miller. She writes, she's a model. Ticks all the boxes. (laughs) (laughs) If you're just joining us, you are listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning I'm talking with my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller. Initially, we were going to be in the studio together, and um, I have this card game that I wanted us to play. Um, and so now we're going to do sort of a, a version of it. So this is actually a interview card game that, um, my aunt got me for my birthday, um, earlier this fall. And it has to do with this show that I'm actually not familiar with. It's called out of the blocks. Um, so it's, it's, uh, so shout out to them. It's a PRX show. Um, but basically on each of the cards, I guess you could play poker or whatever the case is, but on each of the cards is a question. Anyway, so I will, I will add my card shuffling sound effect. Sweet. Nice. There you go. Perfect Vegas shuffle. Viva Las Vegas. Are either of you uh, semi-professional card players? My dad is a an, a bridge player and a most excellent card shuffler, but I am not. How about you, Sue? Uh, I can do that little bridge thing you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's more. I can't even nice. do that, so that's that's good. All right, In- so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick three random cards here. I'll, I'll start first with it, and then we can go around and ask each other some questions, all right? So these are not questions that have been picked ahead of time, but um, we'll, we'll just see. All right, so card, this is the, the five of hearts, and what was your first job, and what did it teach you? Miranda, how about you? What was your first job, and what did it teach you? Well, so one of my first jobs was I was a camp counselor at a summer camp for children with very extreme disabilities. Hmm. Uh, And I believe it taught me the most extreme patience possible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I imagine it would. uh, Yeah. um, It... Yeah, I mean, it taught me a lot. It taught me how strong I am, how I react in emergency situations, and how to, um, (laughs) 
I mean, how to get out of getting bit um, and release someone who's <laughs> fighting you, and also how to work with a team to correctly restrain a person. So mm. uh, a lot of things. Those are those are life life skills at camp and on the streets. I mean, sometimes I wish the cops had to work at this camp <laughs> for a year and they would learn a lot. But anyway, I digress. Hmm. <laughs> Sue, what about you? What was your what was your first job? Well, and what did it teach you? One of my first jobs was in high school in a chemistry lab where I was titrating water samples to see what was in them and from sam samples sent around from around the world. And I think one of the things I learned there was that I, I was the only woman in the chemistry lab. And it really made me realize that a lot of jobs that I could be going out into, I would be in a minority as a woman and think about what that was going to be like and how to present myself and how to, you know, have power and standing mm. in the workplace as mm. a woman. I was a very young and very young looking woman <laughs> in a chemistry lab with a bunch of men. <laughs> wow. wow. How, how long did that job last? It was a summer job. It was a summer just job. A summer. Yeah. Well, my, my first job when I was, um, I, I guess starting around maybe 12 or 13, probably going up all the way through high school was I um, would help my dad, who's a doctor, type up his notes um, from his various exams that he would he would give at the different clinics that he worked at um, throughout the New York, New Jersey um, and Philadelphia areas. And uh, it was very tedious work, um, and I would I would just have to basically do a lot of data entry each each week. I was entering in uh, lots of lots of um, names and lists of what type of medication that they got and what the procedure was and everything. And one time, I remember I um, I saw the name of somebody that had this had the same name of somebody that I, that I knew, um, that was a, uh, I think a, a fellow camper at, at, at the, at, at a summer camp that I went to as a, as an adolescent. I sense a HIPAA violation coming. <laughs> so I asked my dad and I, I don't know, this person had, had a, not completely common name or whatever, but probably there are probably more than more than one of them in the world. But I, I was curious. I said, you know, to my dad, is that um, so? Was this you know was she was she tall and did she have curly hair and you know was it whatever was was it light brown hair? And my dad just was very serious with me, and he said, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know. It's a the very direct and curt uh, nature of his answer, I think, really impressed upon me um, 
that, yeah, uh, other people's health matters are really none of our concern. And we, you know, we'll know about it if we're in a position to know about it. Um, and I think I've been thinking about that a lot, actually, um, in the current moment that we're in with uh, Roe v. Wade being, um, you know, potentially overturned and all of these issues of making it very hard to access abortion um, mm. providers around the country. Um, yeah, it's bringing me back to that moment and making me think about um, how folks really seem to think it's it's a lot of their business to None your business. make the choices, make the choices for folks about what they can or cannot access. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning I'm talking with my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller. Um, okay, so here we go. So next uh, next question, I'm going to hold up the card. And Miranda, this one, you can, you can okay. ask this All right, one. Okay, all right, do it. I have no idea what this card is. We'll, we'll find out what it is. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Mm. Mm. All right, you're in the driver's seat, Miranda. All right. It would be warm and the sun would be out all day, like a long, long sunny day. Um, I would be outside somewhere with my family and um, we would be doing outdoor activities probably. I like I like me some outdoor activities. Where would you go? Oh boy! Favorite outdoorsy spots? No, I might go snorkeling. I've been I've been missing the fish, missing the fish lately. <laughs> do, do you did a lot of snorkeling I, growing I, I up in Ohio? I've done a lot of snorkeling, but I've <laughs> always had a joyful experience when I've gone to check out the fish. So, when you've gone under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> so yeah, I might go. I might go snorkeling. Might do some hiking somewhere. You could hike and snorkel, and then also be. Those are, those are very. Those are two very different things. Yeah, there's like a mountain coming up right out of the ocean, and you just like. You can just, do that in Cape Town in Rio de Janeiro. You just have to travel. Yeah, yeah. you know. I was imagining you were you were like the the evolution image of the thing, Climbing you know, with the flippers the crawling out of the water, yeah, and then just would, walking up the mountain. I would evolve. I would evolve on my perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. You're such an evolved. And then I get a snack somewhere. A nice snack. Uh, what would you eat? Ooh. Would you eat? Turn around and eat the fishes? No, I don't. I think I'd have some uh, some Cajun food. Okay. I love me some Cajun food. Probably have a some little spicy. Yeah, a little spicy, some jambalaya, a little gumbo, something like that. Well made gumbo. It's hard to find. I'd have well made gumbo. So I'd go to like the ocean, and then I'd go to the mountains, and I roll up to New Orleans, go to the old gum the gumbo shop there. And then you're just you know you're just you know walking you walk right from the mountain to the uh, what is it the second line the second line <laughs> with the with the trumpets and everything with, you know oh, you're in yes, the middle of Mardi yes. Gras and then I do that thing where you get to hire your own parade you know about this yeah 
Yeah, that sounds fun. And then I'd like all my friends would be there. You guys would be there, everybody, and we'd just like hop in his parade. That's I. I think we should make you a shirt that shows evolution of like the sea creatures crawling up onto land, walking erect, going for a hike, and then it turns just into a brass band parade. <laughs> that awesome. That's my perfect day. Everyone is there. It sounds great. Snorkeling to hiking to brass band. Check. Perfect day. Done. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, Sue, beat that. Oh, wow. I don't think I can beat that. In fact, I, w- I want to be there. Yeah, you're. Oh, you're uh, there. You're both there. Uh, yeah, I want to be in that number oh, when Miranda yeah. comes dancing yeah, in. Yeah. But I, that reminds me that I think my day, and I think this is because of the pandemic, because of the things that I'm missing the most, um, my day I would be trying to design would definitely involve singing, singing in groups, singing in harmony. That's something we really haven't been able to do. Mm. Um, yeah. You used to have a lot of uh, uh, music meetups and stuff at your house, right? Yes. Multi-instrumentalists. Yes. A jam session and then dancing in the arms of other people. We haven't been able to do that. That's like going to be the last thing that comes back. We'll be face-to-face, cheek-to-cheek kind of dancing and aerobic um, dancing where we're breathing hard around each other. <laughs> it seems so dangerous, and I miss it so much. So, What was your dance scene? Well, I'm a contra dancer, which is, you know, like the Virginia reel, mm-hmm. not square dancing, but in a line, and you swing your partner, and you go down the line, and you have a bunch of different partners Mm -hmm. and it's great for spreading germs. So um, we're not going to be doing it for a while, sadly. You know who, you know, which president wasn't a big fan of uh, contra dancing was, or was not, was not. No. Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) That was an Iran contra. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. That must've been why. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> all, right. all right anyway that, and chocolate that joke, chocolate. That joke oh, doesn't make chocolate, the cut chocolate i want i want a lot of chocolate dancing and then chocolate fountains yeah. going in the background that sort of thing that sounds yeah awesome also also a thing that's probably not happening a lot right now chocolate fountains <laughs> yeah, no, no no and just sharing you know sharing food with with more people mm. you know the feast i miss you know, I'm planning right now um, a Christmas day with my immediate family members who are got are being locked down and not allowed to travel, some of them, yeah. and are disappointed. But at least we'll have the whole family for the feast. But it's going to be five people, not 35. So I miss the big feast. Will you do some dancing with your immediate family anyway? No, probably not because we're, we're, it's, it all feels anxiety provoking right now. Any of us could be, you know, exposed and bringing it in. And so you're just going to sit quietly, moping, eat your meals in silence in your separate corners. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. No, it'll be good because we'll be outside. And this relates back to what Miranda was saying. You know, 
one of the silver linings of the pandemic is all of us spending more time outside because we had to, but you realize the pleasure of eating outside and being outside even in the winter. I agree completely. I had my mom's, uh, my mom came down recently for her birthday this past weekend. And um, uh, it was a relatively warmer day. And uh, I mean, the weather's been so erratic. I feel like it's gone from from absolutely freezing to quite balmy. This was sort of in the middle. Um, But we had I barbecued for a little bit. And and then um, my wife and daughter made a, a cake for my for my mom and and then mom showed up and we ate together and we started a big fire out on our patio and had this nice fire going and we're sitting around eating the cake and having uh just telling stories and the sun was going down and we were just gathered around the fire and it was absolute bliss it was complete complete bliss just to be out there and enjoying the warmth of the fire and enjoying laughing with our family and, and just being just being cozy. I feel like this this my lesson for this season and obviously we're blessed with having this wonderful new house in in Tacoma Park and and I'm loving being here and we've been doing all sorts of cleanup projects in anticipation of the holidays, but having just a cozy feeling in some warm socks and a warm sweater and nestled up on the on the couch uh, either reading books or we've been watching a lot of British baking show and that I I I love this feeling <laughs> in a way that I have not appreciated in years past so so that's not a bad day there. Yeah. Exactly. No, I was going to say, I mean, it, it has been, it's been a pretty rough week, <laughs> but interspersed in there, I will say that the evening times have been absolutely lovely. So I, I'm just going to carve out the, the, the cozy parts and, uh, and have that be, be the perfect day composited together. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning I'm talking with my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller. Here, Sue, I'll, uh, picking, picking at random, inserting my, my shuffle sound effect here at the, the card table, our uh, Interfaith-ish card table. There we go. Very nice. That was that was an okay one. That was mostly like the top of the deck where it just sort of thunks down, and then the bottom half was was the nice arch. So here, I'm gonna do it again. Oh god! Oh nope! The, the, <laughs> the pinwheels out everywhere. Oh no! <laughs> Jack, just pull a card out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. What's the worst trouble you've ever gotten into? Oh, man. Ooh. Maybe we're not, not a group of troublemakers. <clears throat> uh, I got hauled down to the principal's office for 
kissing my boyfriend too much (laughs) in the hallway at the lockers, like leaning on the locker, you know, and the jokes on him because reader, I married him. Oh, that's my high school boyfriend. That I I knew that. I didn't realize you were. It was like that with you guys. Yeah, this was like fifty years ago. Locked it up early. That we were smooching too much. You gotta look at on her blog. She has pictures of them at high school. Oh, oh, we're gonna link to that too. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the prom. Matching froze. <laughs> yep. His, his is orange. Mine was brunette. Yeah. Oh, I hated, I mean, since we're in high school, I guess right now, I hated dress codes and mm. would do everything possible to like break them. But like not. Did you go to a private school? No, or something? I went how to did a you public a, school. But how did you have a dress code? Oh, oh well, you mean not like a, not a uniform? Not a but uniform, just, you, but a dress code. You, yeah, and you, so you like couldn't, you like, couldn't wear that tube top that you were no, looking to wear. No, it was more stuff that kept me warm, and I wasn't allowed to wear my coat, and I wasn't allowed to wear a hat on my head, and I just thought that was the most bold ever. And so I would like wear my coat and wear my hat because I was freaking freezing because the. Texas somewhere who controlled the heat on the system and I was so cold and I would always get in trouble in high school for wearing my coat and hat because I was freaking freezing like every year. <laughs> I was just I hated it. So it wasn't I was dressing in skimpy clothes. It was quite the opposite of that. <laughs> I was freezing hmm. my skinny little off. <laughs> you can't put that on the radio, but I was so cold and I wasn't allowed to do anything about it. I was like, what do I bring? A blanket? Like a sleeping bag when I get in trouble? Like, There's Miranda curled oh, up in the corner God, again. It was so cold. I hate being cold. All right, Jack, what about you? Yeah, I gotta, let's see. I got to break it to you. I I was not very much a troublemaker in school. So I'm trying to think of, I didn't oh, really. Oh, really? Have, Nerd alert. I know, Nerd alert. right? Uh. I definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely pretty square. Oh. Um, but then you grew up and weren't you inspired to transgress? I know, I'm like, weren't you listening to Rage Against the Machine? And like, I did, <laughs> I did, but it was definitely, it was definitely all like stuff it down inside, like, like really I'm dangerous. Put this in the trash instead of the recycling. Screw the man. <laughs> no, you know, I think it was a lot of it was a lot of immersion, emotional turmoil. Hmm. Um. I, I wouldn't say, I mean, even when we did, I did more like activisty stuff in, in college. And you were never arrested? I was never arrested. I almost Man. was stomped on by a, by a police horse at a protest um, in 2003. There's a photo of it um, on, on the cover of, a, of, of the Boston Globe. Um, I think that was probably March of 2003. Um, we were doing like a die-in and this cop comes by with a police horse and is walking right next to our heads and everything. And so it's a pretty, it's a pretty, I, I, I think I have my eyes closed. So I maybe didn't even realize how close it was to getting my head stomped on by this, by this, um, 
What do you, what do you call the big show horses with the huge hooves? Um, Clydesdales. Clydesdales. It looked like a big Clydesdale. We have to take you to the next, uh, you know, demonstration to keep our abortion rights and get you arrested, Jack. I got arrested with Martin Sheen. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, fire drill Fridays, trying to stop fossil fuels. Oh, okay, okay. Did you did you um, request to be handcuffed to Martin Sheen? <laughs> no, I had a really nice conversation with him. He is a total mensch. He's been arrested so many times. Mm-hmm. He's somebody who really puts his progressive values um, to work and takes risks. And I mean, you know, he's a celebrity, so they're not going to mistreat him in jail. Right. But that's a reason to be handcuffed to Martin Sheen. Yeah, no, right. that's true. That and he smells good, probably. <laughs> if you're just joining us, you are listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon. And this morning, I'm talking with my fellow interfaith astronauts. Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz Miller. How about another one? Let me see. Oh, um, here, here's a good one. This is this is a good one for for the coming year, right? Let's do it. And and may and maybe a an aspirational for for thoughts for for 2022. All right, Sue, you want to read this one? What have you dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? And maybe parenthetically, how can we get you to do it next year? I feel like this card is judging me. <laughs> it's it's a little bit bullying. It's a little bit like, why haven't you done it? All right. Really? So how about oh, I just like take the, it. That's okay. I, okay, take the, Mer- take go, the, go, go. Oh, okay. What do you, I, want, I mean, I haven't done it because of COVID, but all I want to do is like go to the the. 930 club or the Fillmore or something and yes, just dance yes. just have a cocktail with my friends and then just dance the night away and not worry and just like I used to love to go when Bismarcky would come play every month or he would come spin at the Fillmore and Silver Spring and I had this group of friends and that's what we go do is just go go dance the night away to to Bismarcky and it was 80s versus 90s hip hop and it was so mm. much fun and I just poor Bismarcky passed away. Oh, that's right. I know. And then there was a really good one too called No Scrubs at the at the nine thirty <laughs> club. That was really fun. I think it was either nine thirty or Black Cat, I can't remember. Because it's been forever and just like dance the night away with no cares. That's what I want to do. It's just dance mm. with my friends. Mm. Oh, it's been yeah. so long. How what what can we do to to get you out on the dance floor if I don't if know the, I don't know if the eighties music nights aren't up and man the eighties and nineties hip hop um do you have dance parties at home I mean ish you know ish. nobody in my in my house crew is especially interested in dancing <laughs> so like you know. Tupac or anything really right now. They'll do it to it's humor just, me, but it doesn't give them joy. I tell you it's, that that was a big source of comfort um, early on in the pandemic for for Ruth and me when um, uh, 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 D Nice was having those mm-hmm, those marathon yeah. um, 
Instagram live DJ sets. And the verses, did you listen to the verses? The verses, the verses, I feel like were inconsistent. Um, we did, we did really enjoy um, the Isley Brothers, and I think it was Earth, Wind, and Fire, and that was fun because you just there are just so many hits. I know. It was just hit after hit after hit, and you're just thinking, dang, they've been turning out hits for longer than Sue and Paul have been making out in the, the hallways <laughs> by the lockers. And in the principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> um yeah yeah so anyway those i i really enjoyed i really enjoyed those those evenings just having having a a dance party for two nice but what about what about you sue what's something you would you are uh you haven't haven't been able to do or haven't been able to do in a while well i've never been to asia and we have friends in anywhere, anywhere no, in Asia. No, been to Asia. You guys know that. You know, you, one only has so many. Nowhere in the Middle East. Nope. I huh. mean, you know, I've been to more African countries than most people, except Jack. He's been probably to more than me. And I spent three years in Latin America. I lived in Europe, but you can't. You know, you only have one lifetime. You only have so many years, so many trips in you. There's a lot of Asia. I know, I know. So, but we've been thinking about going to visit our friends in Thailand for like three years now, but because of the pandemic, it's not happening. Um, So I'm hoping we come out of all this enough that we can resume some long distance travel. Although I also feel different about it than I used to in terms of use of fossil fuel and, you know, what does it mean to be flying around all the time if it's not important business? Yep. Uh, I don't think I'll ever fly as much as I did in the first half of my life. Hmm. Um, again, because I I feel like I need to fly responsibly or only when it's necessary. Yeah. All those frivolous vacations that you've gone on. Yeah. No. <laughs> Y'all have a- way more than I have, so... But there's also a lot of things I still haven't done in the United States that I can do without using air fuel. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's an interesting quandary about, about how, how much is too much and, and what's necessary, what's not and all that sort of thing. And I think that's a, so again, coming back to that idea that earlier in the conversation about about no judgment, yeah. <laughs> I think that it's definitely one of those things that we kind of need to be. Hopefully, we can leave it to, to our each of us to be responsible about because mm-hmm. it's going to mean different things for different people. It's going to look differently to different people. Mm. What about you, Jack? Yeah. You know, I I guess there's a couple of a couple of things that. I've been thinking about for a while that I've had on on a back burner and I you know each year that goes by I think one of the gifts of getting older I guess is they're constantly reminders hey you may not actually be able to do this much longer <laughs> whether it's go to a certain place um uh or or 
you know, achieve uh, something, you know, physically or whatever the case is. Like I've had, I've, I've been dealing with some back issues and what have you. And it definitely makes me think like, oh man, if I get laid out like my dad was for most of my um, childhood um, and not able to, to be as rough and tumble as I feel like I am with my own daughter, that's going to be, you know, that's going to, that's really going to change things. Um, so, you know, I, I think one of the things that I've, I've set as a goal, um, my daughter's back into training in Aikido and, um, right before the pandemic, I made a dedication to myself to be more, um, committed to that Aikido practice myself and, and be more serious about and, and intentional about it. And um, this fall, I was um, uh, promoted to uh, to a higher rank, um, and and that was um, very unexpected. I, I I didn't I didn't think that that was something that was going to be given to me, and so it was a gift, but also I think a certain responsibility, and it made me think even more differently because we've been training in a much different way than we usually do outside the dojo for the last year and a half now and now we've just been starting to get back into the dojo and i've been assisting with children's classes uh at the dojo and they they've been all outside still but i've been thinking differently about um my own training and so i definitely want to um it's a it's a long process to to actually go through becoming like a full black belt and everything in aikido so um i think by the time my kid graduates from high school and will presumably if she sticks with it be a black belt herself i would also like to be at that ranking i think that'll hopefully keep me young and in good condition <laughs> hopefully for the next 10 years and um and i think that would be a nice notch on my literal belt to have to have that cool and also, I'd say on, on the interfaith-ish side of things, I really want to have us do some sort of live shows again. No, I would really I like, like to do that. That was fun. I, you know, we did one attempt at a live show back after uh, about a year of doing the show. And, um, and it's been a goal for the last couple of years since then to do it again. And uh, I, every time I have some, some, fun ideas i write it down in a little note to myself on my phone so i've got this long list of all these fun ideas and i have i can see the show in my head and everything but we just need to figure out how to get make that happen so if anybody knows how to make these live shows happen if you want to be creative about it i'm i'm here for the brainstorming Woohoo! yeah live show live show live show if you're just joining us, you are listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning I'm talking with my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller. Yeah, it feels, you know, it feels like it's a, it's a, it's a weird note to end the year on because I think that the, I mean, I can't remember. Do you remember what last year was like? Do you remember where we were a year ago? I can't, for the life of me, remember anything about December 2020. <laughs> no, it's pandemic yeah. time collapse. It, was, it just is all it was, folds in on itself. I remember it was not so bad because 
it was like, oh my God, Biden won the election. Breath of relief there. That's right? true. And, then, and we, January 6th hadn't happened January yet. January 6th hadn't happened yet. <laughs> there wasn't an attempted insurrection. And we knew, we knew the vaccines were coming yeah. and we thought that was going to fix everything. Yeah, I remember feeling yeah. like, but I mean, in there a was way, hope. it has fixed stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it has fixed stuff. It's also, it hasn't fixed everything, but it's fixed stuff. But I remember feeling more hopeful this time last year than I think, you know, I'll, I don't know that I feel that way now, but I also like, I feel more realistic now, I guess more like, all right, this is what this is going to look like in the future. And Mm. like, it's not, the vaccine isn't going to make it all go away. And, you know, another, how many people are going to, you know, hundred thousand people are going to (laughs) die. But like, I don't know. I do remember some some feeling some hope at this time last year. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I I had forgotten about that that we were in that in that moment where okay, the election results had for for most people been verified, <laughs> and 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 had and we were, I guess, a little bit more. F- for, you know, like comfortable with where we were with things. It wasn't so shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild to think of this whole time being, um, not, not actually in a better place than we were last year because of the, the issues that we're facing with, a, of the resurgence of the variant and, and the uncertainty, you know, again, I, I've said this before, and, and it feels like it's just the refrain throughout this period. But I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing has been that that uncertainty, mm-hmm. the not not being sure how far you can go, and we go out a little bit, and then pull it all the way back. And mm-hmm. hold on. I don't know, Sue, how are you? How do you feel about this year compared to last year? This coming year, or the like year, just, year just we like, just yeah. had. I mean, just in terms of if you look, if you're thinking about where we were a year ago to where we are now, how are how are you feeling in this moment? Honestly, I I I don't like to think about it, Jack. I'm just putting one step in front of the other. I'm just moment. I'm just trying to be in the moment. I'm trying to keep my family safe. Um, I am a former science and medical reporter, so I put info out to my broader community telling them how important it is to get vaccinated still, telling them to switch to their K95 masks and not wear cloth masks anymore Mm. and, you know, try to get info out. And that gives me some purpose to try to help to move us all in the right direction to get to the place where we can have dancing and singing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it feels like this is kind of a downer way to, <laughs> to close out the conversation, but it's, it's, it's a real one. It's a real one. The I, light, the light will return. The Start, light will return. Starting, starting tomorrow. 
that will have an effect on all of our our moods. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. I'm ready. Bring it on. Come on. I am. I am ready. I'm ready for spring. I'm ready to see those buds on the trees. And yeah, I love spring so much. I'm here for it. Sun shining through the leaves. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a little snow between now and then. I I do like that would make my husband very happy if we could have some snow. Yeah. All right. Well, I I enjoyed getting to ask some of these questions. I hope we get to play this this card game in person sometime, and maybe with some other folks around the fire or something like that. That would be my dream. Would be to have um, if we're going to have a, a relatively mild winter or something, we can get the fire going outside, get some s'mores happening, get the cards all sticky from the chocolate and the marshmallow. That sounds like the place to be. Yeah, that sounds nice. I'll be there. Primal. Right. It's very primal. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> Just like our ancestors had. Fire. Marshmallows. <laughs> Great. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for this. And I, I wish you a happy end of uh, 2021 and into 2022. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, thank you. 2022. Thank you for keeping Interfaith-ish going while we have been unable to help you much because of the pandemic. I'm grateful to everybody who's still been listening, and I'm grateful for the folks that supported Tacoma Radio during the the fun drive and um, helped us keep uh, the lights on at our shoebox studio. Love that place and, and love that there's so many people that are out there supporting it. All right. All right. Have a wonderful holiday. You too. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Dear listener, that's a wrap on this week's Interfaith-ish. I want to again thank my indefatigable interfaith astronauts Miranda Hovmeyer and Sue Katz-Miller, for joining me, at least virtually, and hopefully sometime soon, back in studio. As always, we also want to send a special shout-out to our musical maestro, Jeff Philosopher. And thank you, dear listener, for spending your hour with us. If you're listening to this over at TacomaRadio.org, you can also find our archives of past shows, or you can check us out on your podcast aggregator of choice. We're on social media at Interfaith-ish, you can keep writing us about the interfaith ish you wish to dish at interfaithish at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-F-A-I-T-H-I-S-H at gmail.com. Interfaithish will be back in 2022. That's two weeks from now. So until then, I hope you have a wonderful end of 2021. And however you're celebrating, keep it locked to WOWD 94.3 FM for great music and programs seven days a week. Streaming online at TacomaRadio.org.